welcome to episode eight of the Start Right Now podcast. Now today we are talking about investing in ourselves so that we can pour into others. So if you aspire to change the life of other people, today we're going to talk about where you should start first. Let's go. You're listening to the Start Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie, and I'm glad you're here for the epic conversations that will take you from aspiring to actualizing your dreams. Let's get started right now. If you're listening to this, you probably have a desire to impact others, to change the world, but it's important we focus on the seemingly small habits that have a compounding effect to change your day and over time, your life. My guest today on this episode is speaker and mentor Lorianne Denal, and you'll hear us nerd out about personal development and some of the habits that we follow to continue to up-level our lives. There's a habit in particular we talk about, affirmations. Now, before you start thinking, whoa, this is getting a little bit too woo-woo for me, let me just remind you that you are already practicing this. Every thought that you think, every word that you speak is an affirmation. Our self-talk, internal dialogue, these are all streams of affirmations. And you're affirming and creating your life experiences with every word and every thought, whether you know it or not. It's time to pay attention to those thoughts so you can eliminate the ones that aren't serving you. This is about doing things you've never done to achieve the levels of success that you never have. If you want to be a leader and others to follow you, you have to lead yourself first. If you want to change the world, focus on changing your life and then the life of one other person. Investing in yourself will always yield a return. I fully believe that. Okay, and full disclaimer here, I usually record these episodes when my little baby is down for her nap, but surprise, she didn't want to sleep. So if you think you're hearing some phantom baby cooing, that is not your imagination. I might have her on a future episode, but in this episode, we are focused on an incredible human. Welcome to the show, Lorianne Denal. Thank you so much for having me, Chloe. It's an honor and a privilege to be here today. Amazing. Well, we've got so much to to talk about. And like I like to do with many of my guests, I wanted to start with a couple of rapid fire questions so that our listeners and audience can get to know you a little bit better. So are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. All right, here we go. What projects are you working on right now? Well, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I do have a young adult women's mentorship program called Growing Women. And it's kind of been on hiatus for a lot of 2020, but I'm looking forward to pivoting with that ministry, with that movement, and being able to offer it on a one-on-one basis and also virtually. So that's my pet project at hand. Three words you use to describe your creative process. Disciplined, focused, and natural. What is your superpower? The ability to cry on command. Ha 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 ha. You want a serious answer on a superpower, the ability to find the perfect gift for people. Ooh, all right. I'll have to get some advice from you. What are words that you live by? It's my mother's favorite Jamaican proverb. What is for you cannot be on for you. In layman's terms, what is for you, it is for you. It cannot be for somebody else. It is for you. I wholeheartedly believe that. Love it. And what is something you cannot live without? Books. 
I love reading. That is a good place to start. You are a, a bookworm like myself. And I see that you post on social media every so often some of the books that you're digging into. And I'm like, we might be book twins because I've got a similar set of favorites in my library. What's a, a book that's really changed maybe the course of your life or, or the trajectory of where you're headed? It's a book that I just continued to revisit. It is Atomic Habits by James Clear. That is one of my favorites. I probably listened to the audiobook probably three times. And right now I'm actually even in a book club where we're reading Atomic Habits again. And I'm having fun just unpacking it in a group setting where we're able to kind of play off of each other's insights and aha moments. But just the ideas around habits and routines and the necessity of automization of our daily activities is so critical. And it's been helpful for me in terms of really trying to kick away the demons of procrastination and just losing time, not being a good master of it. So Atomic Habits has definitely been a game changer. I don't call books life-changing lightly. So you have to be exemplary to end up in that category for me. I 100% agree. I think I've purchased like four copies to give away to people because it was so resonant. Now, I know you're somebody who's a real proponent of affirmations. Does that come from some of the learnings in terms of atomic habits and, and having a very intentional part of your, your routine thinking about speaking positivity into your life? I think even prior to reading Atomic Habits, I've always had a principle and a, some form of a daily practice as it relates to speaking life over myself, being a woman of faith and you know a lover of the scriptures and that sort of thing. Then there's this understanding of the power of life and death is in the tongue. And I think I'm just always looking for material where you can build yourself up. And I think we're living in a day and age where the science supports that that the more you speak over yourself, it's like you're renewing your mind, you're rewiring your brain, and then it has an ultimate effect on your self-esteem. So yeah, I've always loved that. I think if anything, Atomic Habits has helped from the standpoint of looking at your entire day flow and ensuring that these things that you believe to be critical are non-negotiables. They have to be a part of your day if you're really striving towards exemplary life development. I want to be able to bless our listeners with one of your affirmations. I know it's given me power and given me energy to get through my days that are sometimes tough. I'm, you know, doing, doing all the things and at home with these babies. Uh, but uh, I would love for you to share one. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull this one from like The Four Agreements, which is a book by Don Miguel Ruiz. But I find that the more you say affirmations over yourself, the more you begin to personalize them. And so you tweak the language so that it's something that's natural for you. And that's really where I found great power is that you make it your own. So I will take one of the agreements. I will not make assumptions. When I make assumptions, they lead to misunderstandings. I am not a mind reader, so I'm going to stop pretending that I am one. I am going to stop wasting precious energy speculating about things I know nothing about. I am instead going to use my energy to ask questions to gain clarity about what's happening. I always have the right to ask questions, but others do not have to answer. And in the absence of answers being given that would provide me with clarity, I rest in the place of, I just don't know. All things covered will one day be revealed, and all things done in darkness will one day come to light. But today may not be that day, and I may not be the person it needs to be revealed to. So in the meantime, I will not jump to conclusions. Thank you for that. For anyone who's wanting to put this practice 
or maybe it's another practice in their life to feel like they're living more on purpose, to, to have this positive energy, where can they start? Because it could be awkward at first, right? You're like, what am I saying? Do I believe this? How would you suggest somebody could can start to bring this practice and others into their lives? You and I talked about the joy and the love for reading. I think that that's an excellent place to start. I remember earlier this year, I was reading um, a Jen Sincero book, You Are a Badass. And in that, she talks about this speaking over yourself. It might feel silly at first. It might feel like, oh, what is all this positive mumbo jumbo? I really don't want to do that. I'm not a warm, fuzzy person. I implore you, push past the discomfort. Push past the, I feel like an idiot doing this. The more you begin to read and get an understanding of how you want to see yourself and how you want to show up in the world, you're going to start to see that saying these truthful things that engage life, like spring forth life within you are worthwhile because they just continue to bolster who you are. I know growing up, my dad used to always say to me when he used to, he was big on affirmations. My father passed away three years ago and I had an excellent life with him. And he was somebody who used to say to me and my siblings when we were growing up, he would build us up. Like he would tell us, Lorianne, you're beautiful. You're confident. You're courageous. You're capable. You're brilliant. And then he would say, when you leave this house, if anybody says anything to you that's contrary to that, let it roll off of your back like water on a duck's back. It cannot stick because it does not apply. That is what affirmations do for you, is that it helps you to build up your esteem, not in a fake way, but in a truly authentic way, the more that you do it and live out the practices. When people now come to you with negative stimuli, trying to tell you who you are, you will recognize what is really a part of you and what does not apply. And you move through life a lot faster that way. So I would encourage people, read widely, looked at other examples of people who are also living this out, people who are speaking truth over themselves. As I stated at the outset of this conversation, as a woman of faith, I read my Bible. I look to God. My identity is rooted in him. And so the more that I read the scriptures, the more that I also see what he has to say about me. And so here it is. I'm not just saying nice and fuzzy things over myself. I'm saying what my creator has said over me. And so I would encourage people to just tap into he that is higher than you, but also look at resources of those that you admire and respect who are doing great things in the field of psychology and mind renewal and really glean from those nuggets, but push past the discomfort. It's worth it. All right. So Lori, you are a mentor. You are a speaker. It's you know very much a part of your life to be able to give back and to raise other people up. I would love to hear you share more about Growing Women and uh, that initiative that you've been working on. So Growing Women is an initiative that I started last year, 2019. It was really born out of conversations that I was having with, I'll call them our younger sisters. So young ladies who are maybe even a half generation younger than myself. So you're not quite old enough to be their mama, but maybe their cool aunt. And when you're having conversations with these young ladies, I started to realize the ways in which maybe the way we were raised or the ways in which we were socialized was very different. So I started to see that there was a need for a blending together of practical life skills with um, all of this kind of like futuristic, very liberated talk that a lot of young women kind of take for granted in this day and age. So I would find that 
especially in this day and age of uh, social media and making celebrities out of these influencers online, a lot of these young ladies are being enamored with the messaging of like, oh, I'm 25 and I have a nanny and I'm making a million dollars doing YouTube videos and get in your bag, hustle and grind. And it can kind of become this one track focus. So then there's not a, any value placed on being a really great friend or being a very involved daughter or a good sister or even domesticated things like people are throwing out cooking and learning how to nourish yourself in favor of I can just order Uber Eats because I'm a I'm a mini celebrity in the making and so I thought to myself you know what I found myself complaining a lot amongst myself in my own head to my husband uh, to friends saying like do you guys know young women like this and everyone's like oh yeah that's just how they are now and I really felt God saying to me Lori don't complain teach so some of these principles and values that you grew up with, share that with them. Maybe they're just missing the link. Maybe their parents are like, oh, this generation, I can't tell them anything or they don't listen. But maybe they'll listen to me because I'm just a little bit ahead of you. So I really just felt, Chloe, like a download of information where I really made a 12-month curriculum. So the format took place where I would have these ladies come to my home once a month and I would cook a fantastic meal for them. I'm very big on domesticated things, which I know is not popular in this day and age, but I wanna bring it back. I want there to be a revival of this thing where not asking people to drag back to the 1950s housewife, but it, there's also nothing wrong with that. And so I wanna be able to present them with options that when we think about women's liberation and feminism, it is the right for every woman to choose what kind of life she wants to live, including that of being a mother and a homemaker, and that neither image should be denigrated, the businesswoman or the homemaker. And actually, part of growing up is that you're gonna have a blend of both. So even as a lot of these young women are single and they're looking for husbands and looking to be mothers one day and looking to be entrepreneurs, these are just basic life skills that you're gonna need along the way. So that's what it was really born of. So over the course of the 12 months of the year, I would have them over for dinner and then we would go over both a practical and a spiritual lesson and very interactive session with a discussion where we can talk about what does that look like for you in your lives. So it was a really rewarding and enriching experience and the ladies gleaned so much more from it than I even thought I had to give. I think what's amazing about that and we underestimate it so much, you know, with social media and most of the time we are interacting with people remotely, at a distance, through technology, through screens, through text. But there's something to be said, having space and a circle where you can share and be vulnerable and trust and ask questions and having those interactions happen in real life. It's almost like a lost, a lost form of gathering today that technology has kind of accelerated. Do you find there's just more emphasis today on, on very different value sets and very different measures of success. I think you hit it right there on the head. I do think a lot of the imagery that's being fed to our, our young people today is very, very glamorous. It's like these highlight reels that we have on our social media feeds where everything is so perfect. And these measures of success are largely financial. Are you um, making crazy money so that you can drive a sports car or that you can go on these exotic vacations just so you can put this stuff on the gram? those start becoming the markers. And so even for young women growing up in church, which was predominantly the group that I was dealing with, there's still this kind of sexy influencer image that they're trying to live up to, where it's like your lashes are on point, your weave is nice. Um, even if you're, you know, 
teaching the word of God, there's still this idea of like you're jet setting. And I'm just thinking, you know what, we can we can strive for all kinds of things in life, but what about some of these core values about being kind, about being generous, being thoughtful, really wanting to bring those things, those character pieces back to the forefront so that we don't lose sight of the things that are actually, the things that actually matter in the long run. Part of it is not discouraging people from striving for these things that they, they want and creating platforms for themselves, but just saying that's not the be all end all. There's more that you have to offer to life. And that stuff is actually intrinsic. It's not the tangible. It's so clear to me that you really use your platform to, to speak that and to uh, inspire people in that way. How have you yourself found this this network of supportive friends that have these similar values? Because I think there's more people out there than we think that do crave that back to basics, classic traditional values, you know, having somebody that they can confide in, um, even though social media might have us believe otherwise. How have you found that for yourself? It's actually been a juggling act because I do find that even being a middle-aged woman, I'll call myself, even amongst my peer group, there is still also that lure, that pull towards this, this new standard of success. So amongst my peer group, there's still very much this talk of, you know, I'm grinding, I'm hustling, I'm juggling several things at once, this kind of glorification of being busy. But I am amply blessed to have women in my circle as well who see the value in really working on enhancing one's character and what one has to offer to the world that it's going to serve you for the long haul. And so I think I'm somebody where I've always kept a lot of friends. And so I have a pretty large tribe. And as you get older, you start to become more astute and discerning about who actually shares your value set. But there are people out there, as you said. And so it's just a matter of really finding those common ground and linkages with those who are of like mind and then choosing to do life with them. Love that. And it's one of the things that was an impetus for me to start this podcast, just to to be able to bring a community together uh, and really be able to put out the type of people that I want to bring in and call into my own circle, but totally recognize that it's hard and, and times are changing. And there is this kind of social media falseness that we're all trying to navigate through as we're building these relationships. How do you get around that on social? And how have you found the courage to be able to, to post and share your message, especially when you're preaching about the topics that you do? That has also been an interesting learning curve for me in this season, because based upon just where I'm coming from, just being a very traditional person. I haven't completely shied away from social media, but I just haven't been somebody where you were putting yourself out there. But then as of late, I started to just really feel a pull that some of the things that you take for granted, like for instance, you talked about affirmations a moment ago, that that's something that's a part of my daily practice. And then in conversations with others, you realize how many people are like unaware of such practices. And so then somebody will encourage you and say, Laura, why don't you go online and show somebody a sample of what that looks like or what your morning, sometimes we overcomplicate things like prayer. And so then it's like, why don't you go on and just do even 30 seconds of how you start your day talking to God. And then you're finding that you get this feedback from people saying, I never knew that, or I didn't know it could be done like that. And then you're like, oh, people want more of this. Okay. So I've just started to gradually put myself out there in small doses. And I'm telling you, Chloe, it's really like a, a whole mind shift because there's parts of me that's like, oh, there are so many voices out there. I don't want to join the cacophony of sound that is out there. 
what am I saying that somebody else has not already said? And so you start second guessing yourself, but I have to keep reminding myself that there is room at the table for all of us. And there are people groups that I may be able to reach that some other motivational speaker hasn't tapped into yet. And so we all have to kind of run our own race in our own lane and be confident that we are reaching and touching people regardless of how big or small that impact may appear to be. I believe that so much. There's a, a lot of pressure. I think they, they did it. They designed it this way. So when you post something on social, you're looking for, okay, what's the reaction? Did I get likes on this? Did I get feedback? Did I get comments? And maybe you might get one versus the 10 that you thought you would. But we take for granted that that one person who got something out of your message is making a difference. It's making an impact, even if it is an audience of one versus, you know, a huge group or the masses. And and in time, maybe your message will spread, but knowing that you change one person's day, changed one person's perspective, I think people take for granted in this social media era, for sure. So 2020, tough year for a lot of us. Uh, how have you pivoted your own mindset in a time where People are really hard on themselves. They're pretty down. They're pretty depressed. Um, you know, how do you pick yourself up when you are going through a tough time, um, and especially in year of COVID? Well, I kind of feel, Chloe, like 2020, everybody kind of hit the ground running. I was hitting a milestone birthday this year, coming off of the heels of running successfully, growing women last year. I had all of these plans and projects in place. And I feel like God gave me a head start for what the year was going to be like, because when I started off January, February, I was trying to get certain things flowing, get a momentum going with all of these plans that I had jotted down in December. And everything I set out to do failed, did not work, didn't pick up traction for reasons unbeknownst to me. So by the time March hits and the world starts slowing down and this COVID madness spreads across the world, I was already kind of sitting laughing because I was like, my year already was mashed up. So everyone else has just joined the boat that I'm in, that all of the plans that you had, they're not happening right now. But I found instead of it allowing it to draw me down, it just kind of energized me where I just said, you know what, it is what it is right now. What is happening globally right now? Perhaps this is a pause moment that God has afforded us where it is a time for us to regroup, to refresh ourselves, to really get back to basics and think about what are the things that are most important and essential in life. So for my family, it's been an amazing time. I live with my husband and an adult stepdaughter. And we had an amazing time of just family bonding during these last several months. We were cooking together, eating meals together, watching movies together, having long conversations, playing board games, things that previously everyone was too busy to do. And it has been a sweet, sweet time of savoring those family connections. It gave us time to actually even enjoy our home. We all have these homes and we're just coming and going like ships in the night. You're basically sleeping in your bed and washing a dish. But how often are you actually saying, let's sit in the living room and play a board game tonight. Let's actually all lay on the couches with you know, blankets and just enjoy the comfort of the fact that God has blessed us with a beautiful home. Why don't we actually enjoy it? So it's been a great season and I think it's all about perspective. So for me, I found that the longer COVID kind of kept us confined, the more energized and excited I was about taking on projects and opportunities continued to come to me. Organizations had pivoted where they were doing Zoom conferences and Zoom calls and Zoom activities. We're all kind of Zoomed out at this point, but it is what it is. And I found that as these opportunities would come, there was no reason to say no to them because we were all recording from the comfort of our home. So I've seen it as a season where you could have 
expectation and anticipation for good things to still come to you if you just look for it. That sounds like classic Lorianne with positive spin on something that is otherwise pretty negative. And, and I love that. For those that want to get more of you and, and hear what you're up to next, because you have so much to offer and so much to teach, where can people find you, connect with you? What do you have coming up next? Well, as I said, Growing Women, I'm looking to relaunch that this year in a one-on-one -on -one format, but also virtually. I also have an initiative that I'm doing with a dear friend of mine named Lynn Wade. We have our own Instagram page called Lynn and Lore courageous convos and on instagram right now we're really just building a following of just sharing light and positivity but our real heart behind courageous conversations is ultimately to have a podcast coming up in the future but also a women's bible study and some cool events where women can kind of come together in fellowship our real heart behind courageous conversations is that there's so much area of life that is off topic for a lot of people and we want to pull the covers off and say, no, there's nothing that's off limits. Let's go into uncharted territory and have hard conversations about forgiveness, about friendship, about childhood trauma, about uh, hurt in the church. Let's have conversations that people don't normally like to have because when we expose things to light, then you know what you're working with. So that's something that we have coming down the pipeline is working on a podcast and some women's events coming up. But um, otherwise, yeah, you can find me on all of my social media places. I'm Lorianne Denal on Facebook, both a public and a personal page. And on Instagram, I'm LadyLore underscore Denal on Instagram. And then Lynn and, and Lore, that's L-Y-N, so just one N on the Lynn. Lynn and Lore underscore Courageous Convos, and that's also on Instagram. So I will show you a little bit more about what we're doing. You can find Lori's handles and contact information in these episode notes. So many gems and great takeaways. Lori, thank you so much for the conversation today. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to be here with you. I think that for me, it's just another reminder of how important your daily habits are for creating the life that you want and also the effectiveness of being part of a community that can help you stay committed and stay accountable to the new habits that you're setting and creating in your life. So much goodness. Are you loving these conversations? Let me know, leave me a review, and don't forget to subscribe so you always stay on top of new episodes.